it's the internet, you're busy, let's do this. Welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast, the podcast where we decide everything happening in the world of video games so you don't have to think for yourself. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb, and with me is... Mike Minotti. In today's episode, we're going to have some news, we're going to talk about some games, uh, probably talk about Star Wars and wrestling, who knows. Uh, first, though, I want to thank everybody for joining us. You can get more from me and Mike at gamesbeat.com. If you have something that you want to share with the podcast, you can email us at games plus podcast at venturebeat.com or get us on Twitter at gamesbeat or at GB Decides for the show itself. If you're watching on uh, on the or if you're listening on our website, uh, there's a subscription version you can get on i uh, Apple Podcast. Always, I'm still going to say I can do this. I just, yeah, I, I, I could do this. I'm <laughs> still saying I didn't sleep last night is my big thing. Oh, about, we could talk about that, too. That's exciting. Uh, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, if you like the show, rate us on Apple Podcast. It helps people find the show. And then finally, thank you to Carlos Ayin, who is insane in the rain music on YouTube for the th- for the use of our theme song. All right. We did it. I got through it, Mike. Did it. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, it's all it's all just going to be, a, a, you know, a coasting from here and we'll be done in no time. <laughs> I um. Hey, what'd you think of that Star Wars trailer? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I well, th- I thought it was great. What's your problem? Part of my, well, my, part of my problem was that somebody spoiled the Palpatine thing for me before I could see it. Uh, I that's no, the I one part of it good. that I don't that I'm not feeling just because it's like, oh great, he's back. Why would he be? Uh, yeah, I guess I have a little bit of that feeling. Like, what uh, are we gonna undo the incredible noble sacrifice of Darth Vader uh, or anything like that? No, it was right. good. I thought it was super fun. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I saw anything, like, super surprising or, you know, it was, like, cool to see uh, Lando. It's very well done together. There's certainly a formula to these Star Wars shows now. It's, like, the big, oh, yeah. like, the big music hits and stuff. Like, like none of them have made me feel like when that when that first real big episode 7 trailer came out, that was, like, the one time I got, like, real emotional, right? Yeah, and I mean, it's definitely fun. It's definitely kind of, it's getting me in the same zone. But, yeah, nothing's going to hit that. Of course, you're right. Um, I... I did really think um, most of it was excellent, though. Uh, the John Williams music, of course, is great. Very good. Uh, Ray's little opening move at the beginning there—I was—I'm so into that. That's such a cool thing that she does. Um, yeah, and you're right, like seeing Lando and all that stuff. Uh, I, I'm fully back into like, okay, I'm ready for more Star Wars now. Oh yeah, so the trailer—the trailer accomplished its goal uh, for sure. Um, we still haven't seen anything. Uh, well, we've seen a little ta- a teaser of. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order, but they're going to have a trailer for that tomorrow, probably, and they're going to talk about it in depth. So uh, we'll, we'll have more to talk about that on uh, next week. I think you're going to be watching that live to cover, right? Yes, I will be. Yeah, so, that, so that'll be exciting. Yeah, keep your eyes on uh, gamesbeat.com if you want to see uh, anything come from, coming from that game or any other games, maybe. Um, yeah, and then uh, did you enjoy WrestleMania? Yeah, WrestleMania was pretty fun this year. It was, you know, too long, which has been a kind of a problem with yeah. the show for a few years now. But it was, yeah, it was super fun. It's not just that it was long. It's like there were, what, like 16 matches, and yet it felt like there was a lot of time when wrestling wasn't happening still. Like Yeah, found, although, honestly. They found a way to make that happen. <laughs> that has a not, that wasn't even as big a problem this year as it was in some past years, I felt like. Oh, there sure, were some yeah. years where, like, that's I was troll. But, I mean, for me, it was a whole weekend of wrestling because um, Friday night was the NXT show. I don't know if you saw that. The NXT show was, like... People will be talking about it for years. One of the best wrestling shows ever. Yeah, it's the one I, I, I regret not watching it live. I'll, I'll probably try to go back and watch it, but it's like I, I was busy with the kids, so I couldn't catch it. By the time I was like ready to sit down, it was over. The, the Cleveland guy that I talked about before, Johnny Gargano, he used to wrestle around my hometown, like had the big match. And he had the, he had the best match of the weekend. It was ridiculous how good it was. And every, I every did match watch... was good. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Every match was good from that show. Yeah. I, I did watch the, the new Tran uh, Ring of Honor thing, though. Uh, oh, you which, did? Yes, I did. Yeah, I uh, subscribed and watched it on Fight TV, like you said. And uh, yeah, it, it was that's an entertaining show. I really liked it. Of course, I think all of course the uh, the new Japan matches were yes, they uh, were the, were better. better of course, uh, I, I mean, I think that just makes sense because this is like the top promotion from Japan, and it's you know the 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 biggest indie promotion in America, maybe. But that's well, I guess even that's arguable now with AEW. Well, uh, yeah, but. Well, it's like AEW may not even really technically be indie, I guess, right? Yes, yeah, good point. Right, exactly. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, just overall, it was still really entertaining, and I'm right. glad I watched it. Yeah, uh, the, the Okada good. match was good. Yes, get oh Okada the Naito Ibushi match. You probably saw that one. Yeah, that's the that was actually my favorite match. The yeah, Intercontinental Belt mm-hmm. match for New Japan. That was excellent. Oh, um, so good. Then there was I really that- like that character. He, the way he just uh, 
he was the, he's a heel but the, you know what i like about new japan pro wrestling is that the heels are still like they're mostly like just trying to wrestle well they're not like it's not all about like underhanded moves and crotch shots right and, like sometimes there's a problem with america stuff where like heels are like they're they're, all, they're almost like we're i'm a heel so i have to be boots so i have to be boring right exactly like, no please don't and do these that. guys are like they're, they're cocky and they the, the goal is to eventually get all of the belts like they're not pretending like their end goal here is the intercontinental belt it's like no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna win this, and then I'm gonna Man. go on. I'm gonna win the next one. Like they don't so, exist Naito, in these bubbles. The first time he won that belt, he had a hilarious storyline where he hated it, and he was like, "There's too many belts in this company. This belt is stupid." So he would destroy. <laughs> he would try to destroy the belt. One time, he tried to buy his lunch with the belt. And the guy. <laughs> okay, that's it. Was awesome. great. It was great. So yeah, that's the kind of stuff I really liked. I really appreciated that. But that's not to say like. I had a lot of issues with WrestleMania overall. No, it was, it was one really of the better show. WrestleManias in, in a while. Uh, yeah, a lot, there's some good stuff. The tag match was super fun, I thought. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, the Daniel Bryan-Kofi match was great. Oh, it was that was excellent. I really did. Like, I got emotional during that because I'm like, was really pulling for Kofi. It was one of the first It was one of the first times that I was actually, like, really pulling for somebody to win in WWE match, which is weird because it was against Daniel Bryan, who, like, you know, I right. love, obviously. And that was probably the last time I actually cared about somebody winning. Right, exactly. Right. And 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 I mean, you get the sense that like Daniel Bryan probably had a hand in making sure that it went over that way and that he put Kofi over and stuff. So um yeah, it was the right person to do it and it worked out really well and it was a really great match. I'm glad they got the Brock Lesnar match like done with right away and it wasn't yes. too long. <laughs> <laughs> really smart move to just like deal with that and get it out of everyone's like, way oh, and good. you could forget about it after a while. And I, you know, I was still um Seth Rollins is still. I'm. I'm glad he has the belt, and it was fun. Fun that he win. He won, but it's not like that was an entertaining match yeah. just because of what it was. The, the main event was good, minus that kind of weird finish. Yeah, I. I, I mean, I. Last time I was really watching wrestling a few months ago was like uh, everyone's like, "Wow, Ronda Rousey's really good. That's great." And now it's already like, "Oh, she doesn't know what she's doing, and she's messing up a lot." Now and she, yeah, and like Becky Lynch is just not gonna lay off like. And in, in, in a like straight like the straight shooting way where she's like, no, I hate Ronda Rousey. She fucking sucks. Like, yeah, okay. to a point where I kind of she's guess, Becky like, two belts. You can never be sure, but it's like I, I I believe that she does not really like Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's a shame that one of like her main things is like, oh, Ronda just can't cut it because we wrestle all year nonstop without a break, and that's why we're real wrestlers. And it's like. Dog, maybe that maybe it shouldn't be that way. Actually, maybe you yeah, should get more right. time off uh, and not have to feel like you have to wrestle every night or fear losing your position. Um, but yeah, it's still I, I get why she doesn't like her. And then like to to botch that ending there, it's kind of like a a, a real a obvious example of why Becky might not like her. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's weird. Well, not a wrestling podcast though. We don't have to continue. About that <laughs> yeah, right. Much still an entertaining show you know it's one of those ones where i think people don't have to be way into wrestling to have enjoyed that if they mm -hmm. caught it it's a fun um, yeah for sure but we did play some video games I, I know you haven't played too much new but do you just want to like maybe give us an update on I hollow knight mean, i've been playing a lot of hollow knight it is pretty big for metroidvania i'm like 20 plus hours in and I i've been at a point for a while where i could beat it but it's one of those games with multiple right. endings. And I'm so far in now, probably like, well, I may as well, you know, get 100% and get the good ending, right? Right, of course. So we'll see how far I get into that if I just finally get to a point like, yeah, let's just go beat it and do something else. Because I have that Phoenix Wright trilogy on my Switch kind of like really calling to me, and I kind of want to do that. But I'm, I'm very much a, I need to beat one game before I move on to the next kind of right, guy. For sure. At least for a specific platform. Yeah, I, that's kind of how I was with, uh, with Dead Cells, where I probably could have focused on just beating it and getting to the end. Uh, but I just, I, instead I just explored stuff for a really long time, trying to build up my, uh, repertoire of potential, uh, weapons. And so I've ended up like playing it for 80 hours before I finally actually beat the boss, which was pretty crazy. Uh, and I don't think a typical experience, but I, I really enjoyed it and I just didn't want to put it down. So it worked out well for me. Uh, so I know what you mean with those kinds of games. I'm, uh, I have decided that, yeah, I will be playing Hollow Knight next. Uh, Good. I, I'm going on paternity leave next week, and I'm, right. I'm going to have a little you're, bit more you're time. you me. Yeah, exactly. I'm leaving you all by yourself, Mike, and haha, I don't give a shit. I got kids now. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm going to get my Switch out and download that and just, yeah, and that's what I'm going to be playing when I have a second between feeding a baby and taking care of a toddler. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, but, but. Like any other like thoughts about it? Has anything changed? Are you just more in love with it now that you've been playing it even more? Uh, like some of the bosses and some of the stuff are getting like really hard now, which again is is fun and I like it. Right. I just like 
Like, especially, like, some of these kind of ones that get, like, the best ending. They're just super hard bosses. There's a Coliseum, like, that, you know, it's, like, the kind of typical, like, you know, rush of enemies thing. There's, like, three difficulties. And doing the last one took, like, a long time. And there's multiple times where I kind of stopped and, like, waited till I got stronger again then came back to it. And just last night, I was finally able to beat that. And, oh, that felt good. Oh, that felt very good. good so yeah. just super fun, super satisfying, gorgeous game. Not, not, not much wrong with it. It does. It does sound like exactly my jam. So yeah, I, I, I got. I this, was, this is so my jam. I do not know how I didn't play it earlier. I know that. So I'm like, I think that's a big part of why I'm not playing it. Like why I've spent so many months being like, oh, I'll get to it eventually because I feel guilty that I didn't play it earlier. And I'm just like, I'm yeah, watch. right. I have I to. Like, I already to missed the boat. I'm already <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shit. What's the yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm punishing myself by not playing it. Exactly. It's like yeah. totally. Um, yeah. Uh, you want to give us a World of Warcraft update, or you want to wait to the news? I mean, I still yeah, I still play quite a bit of World of Warcraft, and uh, I just got my Zandalari troll to level one ten, which is where you get the special heritage armor. So it's pretty cool. If, like some of these, like the whole thing of this expansion is there's these like kind of new races that they don't have. They're not. Some of them are quite as developed as like the full on like races that we would normally get, but a lot of them are basically like a new race. They just start at level twenty, and they don't have like a starting zone per se. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot to them. But like the big incentive for like leveling one up by hand instead of buying a character boost is that you get the special like heavily themed armor set for them when you get to level one ten. So I got that after putting in about uh, like seventy something hours into doing that. So that was fun. And yeah, for for a um. For an expansion that seems like a lot of people, a lot of WoW fans are down on, it, it just seems like you're still not missing a beat with it. Right. Well, here's the thing, right? Um, I, I, I will pretty much always enjoy leveling, dungeons, and raids. Okay. The, and that's, level- that, the, is it a guarantee just because it's like they can honestly just swap out stuff and it's still going to be fun? Or do they well, always find a way to make those things fun? The, the raids have been... The raids have been very good this expansion. The last raid was one of the best I've played. The dungeons have been good, too. And the leveling has been fun for, for a while now. The problem with BFA was, like, a lot of the new things they did. Like, the island expeditions were nothing. The Warfronts was nothing. It was just like an instant win, snooze fest, grind. They're just things you do to get gear. Like, right. probably too easy for the high-quality amount of rewards you get for it. The, the progression system with, like, the armor that would, like, give you abilities was real clucky and not good. Uh, so yeah, like a lot of the things that they specifically added were not very good, like feature wise, like the zones themselves when you're leveling through them are fine, but yeah, and the story has kind of been a mess too, but the other day they've announced, they went into detail about what's coming in the next big, uh, patch 8.2, uh, what is it? Rise of a share. There's so many rise of things happening now. Yes. There should be, there should be a ban on rise of subtitles. I think after this point, yes, I agree. I, right. I, for people that don't know, you're referring like rise of Skywalker is the new, right. new Star Wars. Well, even the ride in the new Star Wars land is called rise of the resistance. So everything's right. rising. God, uh, <laughs> it's all rising. So, but if this is a pretty big patch that's coming out, there's going to be two new zones. Like usually a patch will have no new zones or one. So having two, is a pretty big deal. Um, you know, it's, it's typical stuff, new raid, new mega dungeon, but, like, these new zones are really, like, different, and they're going to try to, like, experiment with some, like, new ideas. Like, the one is this kind of robot gnome-themed place where you're going to be, like, collecting spare parts and building things all over the place, uh, stuff like that. And they're trying to, like, that Azerite armor I was complaining about, they're trying a new system now where this necklace you have is where you get the items from instead, and maybe it'll be a bit better and simpler and us kind of convoluted and not at a point where like this current system you would actually get abilities and then lose them eventually if you get different armor like that won't happen anymore so this is, this is kind of the big this is like the first patch that they've been able to make sort of largely in response to the criticism of the expansion like everything else was so far has right. kind of been like the plan for like when the expansion launched and they would do some things and tweak some things to you know kind of try to settle down some of the criticism but this is like the big one so it looks like it's a lot of stuff coming even like fun little little things i wasn't expecting like you're gonna have an equipment slot for your mounts now so it used to be like this mount is the one that can walk on water which would kind of suck because like you would just want to use that mount because it could also walk on water which is a big advantage now you have an equipment slot that can do things like make your mount walk on water like any mount you use or if you jump off a cliff and you would normally like take fall damage instead you'll deploy a parachute so stuff like that so it'll make the mounts a bit more interesting 
It does just seem like they, man, they had so much stuff in these patches. I, I, I for me, if I, if I were, if I were playing this game, which again, I've never have the patches almost seem often more exciting than the expansions for some reason. I, right. I don't know well, it it's like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're close. Maybe not more, but like, especially the point two, like the point one and like the point blank fives are, are fine, but point two and then point three are usually really big deals and point two, especially. So yeah, this is certainly, this is by far the biggest content drop since the expansion launched. So it's exciting. Very cool. Um, yeah, I, I have mostly been playing uh, a few indie games when I haven't had time uh, to like really dive in, into Sekiro to try to finish it. I did get past, I think, what is going to be uh, the major boss roadblock in Sekiro, and it should be pretty easy sailing, except for my guess is that there's a, a boss called Lady Butterfly that I haven't fought yet, which it sounds like everyone has a problem with, and then the final boss. Um but now that I've beat this this Jinichiro, uh, General Jinichiro... Um, oh, that's what you're talking about on the Twitter. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident that I'm going to be able to get through anything. Because it's like... It, I think one of the things is, is with this game, you have to remember to basically just stand still, stand right in front of the enemy, and then just play the rhythm game is a big part of it. Just kind of go ahead and, and get into the, um, the patterns of the boss exactly like a punch-out game. Uh, you're not, like anytime you're kind of dodging and moving around, you're, you're not really paying attention to what to like how the, the the enemy is behaving, and you're not learning those patterns. And you have such powerful counterattacks for uh, any of their like super powerful powerful moves, uh, and then you could deflect anything else. So it's like just stand there, learn how to do those things, and once you do that, you're gonna have no issue. And, and literally with with Jinichiro, who I, I know I'm I'm butchering that name, uh, and I'm I'm probably saying Sekiro sure, as well. Tearing you up inside. Yeah, I'm I'm really broken up for sure. I can't I can't stand myself. Um, I, I as soon as I realized like okay, I need to just stand here. I I think I beat him the next time. My next turn, I didn't even get hit in the first two rounds. And then there's the secret, the, the you know the secret third phase or whatever. And I um I you know I, I was like oh I've only been here a couple times and yet still I just I stood there and played the game and uh, uh, yeah I was able to get through it. Um, I, you know, I like that, but also it is kind of, it plays right into my thing with like, this is a game just about learning the, the patterns. And I, I've accepted that and I'm, I'm kind of cool with that. And when I do think about like how much I like punch out, there's no reason why I wouldn't like this. And it's that's pattern kinda, and reflexes, right? So yes. It's not just like, it's not just rote memorization. But no, no. Yeah, of course. Right, right. But like, I mean, and I, yeah, you're right. But it's mostly once you learn the patterns, eventually you're going to get the execution. Like just like a punch out uh, with the exception of maybe like actual fighting Mike Tyson, just because that's so hard. He's so fast. Um, but but yeah, and so yeah, and, and I'm totally into that because I still like the art style. I still like everything else. So I'm yeah, I'm still really liking the so, game. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I know what you mean. Like, there's a difference between that and more just reactive things. But the the, the most video games, the satisfaction for me comes from it's like this accelerated version of the normal like kind of progression of learning anything, right? Like playing piano. You sure. try, you're very bad, and then you just keep doing it, you keep doing it, you keep doing it, and eventually you get better and you can learn to play a piano. Like, all video games, at least for me, the satisfaction from it, and maybe it's why, like, I don't like the quote-unquote chill games as much, is that kind of accelerated feeling of that, of being bad at something and then eventually being good at it. And I think that's why so many people get satisfaction from yes. these uh, these from software games, because it is just that. It's the sense of, like, not being good and then suddenly getting good. And it's... It's not necessarily an illusion, but it is accelerated because a lot of it is just, you know, learning these things and you can kind of quickly pick up on what you're doing wrong and get better and learn the patterns and all that. Right. And I, I think my um, where I where I fall off on that sometimes is, uh, you know, when you're learning the piano, you, you, at first you just want to learn to be able to play the piano at like a, a, a sort of casual level where if there was a piano at a bar and your friends were drinking and they wanted some music you could play some tunes, but you're not like a jazz pianist who could then jump into uh, a band with other jazz music musicians and start riffing off of one another. And um, at least in terms of like the way these games work, a lot of these games work where it's like it is it is never going to change. It is the pattern. The pattern is the pattern. You have to learn that and then you move on and then there's a new pattern to learn. Uh, and that's it. It's not it's, the game is never going to change. Um, and I think there are some games that like for me. I, I like it when 
the games sort of try to force me to get to that situation where I am riffing and I am coming up with ideas on the fly and the game is pushing against me and forcing me out of my comfort zone and forcing me out of these recognizable patterns and trying to get me to uh, behave in a way that that is creative, which is, you know, and I get that from first person multiplayer shooters, which is one of the reasons I like those games so much. And, you know, that's a lot of people do. And there's there's no reason both games can't exist. Uh, but. I do like personally, I do prefer the one over the other just because it's like I, I maybe I am better at riffing than just like learning the, the, the patterns and, and go. Look how far we're making this analogy. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I, I, you know, Tetris is another good example where it's like Tetris is it's all about like just recognizing these seven pieces and how they're going to fit together and doing the same thing over and over. But it gets more challenging over time, specifically to a point where it's like. It wants you to get to it, it. It always wants to eventually be better than you because it it knows you can continue to be better. I always, um, I mean, I know when I was playing Bloodborne, sometimes the, the more interesting parts were were was when it would just throw like multiple like the bigger regular enemies at you because mm -hmm. then there's like some improvisation and stuff going on there. You're right. Like, well, now there's now it's not just dealing with this one enemy's pattern. It's like how I feel that if this other enemy happens to be doing this other thing, right? Yeah, and I think so one of the reasons uh, Sekiro is different is because it has the stealth where if you are in that situation, you've probably messed up because you should have been stealthing out these enemies one by one so that you're only facing one at a time. Um, so maybe that is different. Maybe that is maybe that's a weakness, but I, I don't know. I like the stealth, so it's hard to say. It's it's just different, probably. Mm -hmm. um, still, though, a, a good game. Are, are you planning to try it out anytime soon? Or are you sort of like having on the back burner or anything? I want to. There's other things I'm playing right now to still all these the switch stuff all the warcrafts the, of course the, yeah divisions phoenix Wright. i just got code for anno 1880 which i've been looking forward to yeah so there's a lot of things to do and again it's that thing right where even though it's not that long ago but there's part of me feels like i already missed the boat on Sekiro. Yes. yep but yeah hey, get, get, give it a chance when you do get some time uh i'd be interested to hear what, what you think I, I think you'll probably end up really liking it um, i think so i mean i liked uh, the, the other one, fine. Right. The other one, uh, Bloodborne, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that probably the last time we'll talk about Sekiro. We've talked about like three weeks in a row now. Um, but if, if anything changes, I'll let, I, I guess once I beat it, we'll probably talk about it one more time just really quickly. Um, the other stuff I've been playing is, uh, Katana Zero. Uh, I got code for that. I played um, that at, uh, GDC at Nintendo's, uh, indie thingy. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's a, it's one of these throwback, you know, style, um, side-scrolling action games where you have a katana, you're, you know, basically like a samurai, uh, but you could slow down time and you could deflect bullets if you time your sword strikes right. And, and you're basically just trying to, uh, go through each area without getting hit. And it does, it does this really cool thing where it's like, um, each time you play through a stage and you die, Technically, that wasn't the real time you were playing. They say, right. oh, that's this, you this like your planning. Pre yes, it's your precognition, just like, uh, you know, like uh, Robert Downey Jr. in those Sherlock Holmes movies, like how he sees the fight before he actually does the fight. Uh, and then he sees it in slow-mo. And then the real thing is done in real time. Uh, it doesn't do that effect, but um, it, it, it's still the, it's still this really smart idea and a good way of handling death. It's like, oh, no, you're a samurai. You could see forward in time or whatever. Uh, I, I like that a lot. Uh, I really like the visual effects. Uh, it's, you know, it's a 2D pixel art game, but there's screen shake and there's tons of like particle effects flying off of everything. Yeah, and it's very attractive. Yes. The pause screen is just like, it, you know, we've seen this a bunch, but the pause screen is like a VHS menu uh, with like the tracking and everything. And I, I'm still not over that. I still love that. Um, and it's, and it's actually, you know, it's, it's a lot more than just uh, like this side scrolling action game. There's, uh, dialogue options and the dialogue system is really interesting. Did you try? Did, did you uh, have yes. any? Uh, ex it, it's yeah, funny because like like you have to go to like your your uh, therapist every day and like yeah. there's always like a timer to it and like you you it, you are you literally are kind of frustrated because he's talking to you about yes. your feelings and you want to be like no I want to fight things and if you keep like you can like have that option like I don't care blah 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 and he just kind of reprimands you. And part of you's like, ah, oh, maybe if I do it long enough, he'll leave me alone. But maybe I should just sit here and take my medicine, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And if you like, if you wait past that early part of the timer, it then eventually gives you more options to respond because the person is done talking. So you're not interrupting them anymore. Now you have like 
these multiple things to actually interact with the other person. But, you know, you, at any time you can just be like, no, give me my medicine. I got to go. And if you just keep doing that, like the thing seems pretty short, but the guy seems disappointed and it seems like it's affecting the and game. There are, yeah, there are like, even there's a mission I did where there's a receptionist who was being annoying. And instead of yes. like dealing with her, I eventually just told her to shut up. And as a consequence that I think she eventually died. Yes. That's, and I was like, Oh, I didn't realize that there was a consequence for what I did there. Oops. Same here. I, I didn't realize either. And, and she died and I'm like, damn. And I really, I should have learned. Cause I, uh, right before that, there is like this hallway sequence where you're walking back to your to your uh, apartment and there's a next door neighbor little girl on the hallway and she's like, hello, mister. And and I'm like spamming the button. So I respond with get out of my way, kid. And I didn't mean to. I want to be nice to this kid. It's just, a, you know, it's a little girl, whatever. Uh, but I was rude. And she's like, oh, fine. That's mean. And then uh, I walked into my apartment and I felt bad. And like she held it against me the next time I saw her. Uh, so I should have learned my lesson there. And yet when I got to the receptionist, I still didn't. And I was just like, no, I'm going to fight these guys. And I think she got, uh, she got like in crossfire. Like one of the enemies accidentally hit her with a shotgun shooting. Oh God. Yeah. So it's like, wow. Okay. This, this actually is, it's cool. And I feel bad, but also, ouch, um, hard way to learn that lesson eventually. Uh, yeah, but there's just, that, so there's that, no, that would be re- game resetting stuff for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I honestly, I'm, I was playing on, PC and I was streaming it, so I wasn't going to like reset, but I I am going to do a canonical playthrough where I play very differently because uh, I was doing a lot of interrupting of the therapist and stuff because I'm like, I, this is a good way to like both keep the action coming and not to spoil the story for people because uh, you could just like, I could just spam through this stuff and we won't see a lot of the options, uh, but this is like also a viable way to play the game. So it's like a good way to like stream it, I, I, I think. So, uh, but when I go and play it for real... I'm going to try to uh, actually talk to him more and, and, you know, be more careful about my dialogue selections and stuff. Um, But yeah, like I said, just a ton of cool stuff going on there where it keeps, it really keeps you on your toes in terms of like, this isn't getting boring because I'm doing something different like every couple minutes. Uh, And then the levels themselves are just really uh, creative and they force you to be um, quick and twitchy and like, yeah, it's, it's one hit, one kill. So if you get hit with one bullet, you're dead and you have to start over, but it's not like this huge penalty because it's these small contained rooms and it's like a puzzle and you just got to get through them. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really impressed with it so far. It's a, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. It seems cool from what I played. The other game I've been playing is pathway. And I just started this yesterday. Do you have any familiarity with pathway? Do you know what it is? I've heard people talking about it and saying it has kind of an Indiana Jones flair, which has me interested. Yeah. You, I think you absolutely have to play it. It doesn't have an Indiana Jones flair. It is Indiana Jones without the licenses. Like absolutely. Um, it, it the music is just trying to be John Williams with like like a half step removed to avoid getting sued, and uh, the characters are are all the characters you recognize. And I really hope the game gets like Steam Workshop support so we could just put Indiana Jones skins on there so I could just have that game. Um, I, what it is though is it, so it's Indiana Jones in setting and theme and character and music, uh, but the gameplay is FTL where. Uh, you are going from point to point on an overworld map and each one of these points are going to give you a a small like um, text story about what this, what is happening at this location. And then sometimes you'll get choices about how to uh, approach that situation. Um, And a lot of times it's like, take a risk here and and investigate something and it could go good and it could go bad. um, But you're going to have to deal with that either way. Um, And are you in a situation where if it does go bad, can you continue and get to the end? Um, and then, like, you also you have, uh, you know, this, this whole cast of characters, and these characters have different strengths and abilities. And, like, literally, like, one of the um, strengths for one of the characters is anti-fascist, because, like, you're killing Nazis. <laughs> so it's, like, that's a very good one. I, I like that a lot. So it's, it's got that kind of, like, uh, just that, a little bit of that bite to it as well. Um, but, like, when you have something like that, you might come across one of these locations with their little stories where having that bonus gives you a new option on the menu, sort of like a, a classic Bioware game. Um, and And... All that stuff feels really good. I really like that stuff. Uh, it really makes me feel like I want to. I want to see the next spot. I want to see what I could do next time. I want to see what's going to happen. Um, but often, what happens is you get into combat with the Nazis, and the combat is very much a jagged alliance or very uh, light XCOM. So you're getting behind cover, and if you're behind a full wall, uh, you have more cover. And if you're behind a half wall, you have like the half shield thing. It's it's very familiar to anyone who's played XCOM. Um, uh, but it, you know, it's, it's also pretty, it's pretty rote. It's pretty familiar and, and it's probably, it might get repetitive pretty quickly. It quite, it hasn't quite for me yet. Um, but it, it also, it doesn't feel super challenging. It just feels like mostly keep these guys out of harm's way, repair their armor when you get a chance or heal them, depending on what kind of character you have. 
Um, and then just, you know, shoot every turn you get, just keep shooting at the enemies until they're all gone. Um, but for me, mostly it, the, the, the real draw has been just seeing these next locations, seeing the next looks next location until you get to the end where, you know, in this first mission, it is, um, I'm just trying, my friend Morton got captured by Nazis and I need to go rescue him. Uh, and then when you do that, like he gives you like this next story mission and it's like, all right, now we're going to Jerusalem and we're going to find the pathway of God or whatever. And it's, yeah, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm I, I want to see the next one of these things and I can't wait to see what happens after this. And there's a bunch of these uh, different stories um, on the main menu. I haven't counted them, but it seems like there's a pretty uh, s sufficient amount. And uh, the setting does change slightly with, with each one too. So that's uh that's nice. That helps keep it, keep it a little bit fresh. Yeah. It definitely um, sounds like something I should be trying. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And the music is just, it's really great in the, um, in the actual game itself, the main music, main menu music isn't quite as great, but everything else is, is just spot on like faux John Williams. And I'm, I'm so into that. So yeah, it's, uh, it's great. I, I, I can't imagine it's not going to come to switch. Like it, it, it has to come to switch. It's going to be, it's going to do really well. well it's an it indie does. game. It has. To. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but I, I am playing it on PC and it's, it's, it's working really well. So I, I mean, honestly, anyone that has any interest in Indiana Jones at all should definitely try it. Uh, but also I think if you like FTL or those style of games, this is like one of those with a different sort of genre where it's like, you know, uh, archaeological adventure instead of sci-fi and space. Um, so if you want, if you want more of that, if you crave more of that, this is going to deliver that. As oh, well, I like so. that genre. So yeah, yeah, me too. I'm I'm really enjoying it. Uh, but yeah, that does it for me, Mike. I, I think what we should do now is maybe talk about some news. Is that okay with you? I guess I'll allow it. All right, let's get to the news. All right. Our first story here is, I, we didn't do a good job ordering these, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> first story is uh, Borderlands 2 is the uh, first game on Steam where you can already see Valve's new off-topic review bomb filter in action. So I, I, I don't think we talked about this last week, but Borderlands 2 kind of got review bombed. Uh, not kind of, it got review bombed uh, because fans were mad that Borderlands 3 is going to be exclusive to the Epic Game Store for six months. Well, this will show so, them. Yes, so fans <laughs> like... Fans were like, uh, well, we can't review Bomb Borderlands 3. That's not on Steam. So what are we going to do? And, and Epic Game Store, of course, doesn't have user reviews. So they went to Steam and they and they review bombed Borderlands 2. And the game went from like, like I think, positive or like even like overwhelmingly positive to mixed reviews. Um, and then Valve was like, actually, no, this is an off-topic review bomb that has nothing to do with whether or not people are going to enjoy the game. And they flipped a switch and all of those, those reviews that happened during that period were discounted from that review score. And, and it went right back up to where it was before. Um, so I, to, to me, this is like, okay, it, it seems like it's working. That system works. Right. I, like that's what it's supposed to do. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, like people still feel like, I, I, I bet they still feel like they get, had their voices heard, even if it's like, they're saying a bunch of really dumb stuff that doesn't, that isn't worth this much. Yeah, I guess I guess message received. You're mad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like in the end that you, what is that user review score there for? It's for someone that doesn't know exactly what they want, but want to know, like, am I going to enjoy this? And, and it's not the same. Are people mad about this game for unrelated reasons? Exactly. It's not going to help the average person. So, uh, you know, fixing that and, and discounting all this stuff does seem like it's going to actually help in the end. Um, that, uh, yeah, review bombs are still stupid, but, uh, this does seem like maybe one of the better ways to just sort of diffuse them and it's, and it's get, something. Yeah, and make people think like, well, in the end, it's not really going to do anything, is it? Because they're just going to, they're just not going to count it. I bet it still doesn't stop most people from doing it. But no, it but at least it, it, it's not going to. It's probably not going to discourage review bombing that much, but it is going to at least minimize the effects of it a bit. Right, and that's in, in the end, that's you know almost just as good. So, so yeah, and and, and you know, there's a thing to be said for like. And, people are mad and maybe people should know that's happening. Uh, so like those reviews are still up. People could see them if they want. It's just not counted in the score. So it's like, okay, so people will get that information one way or the other. Uh, and then they'll still know whether or not they'll, they'll enjoy the game based on that score, uh, you know, for whatever that's worth. Um, next up, uh, Sekiro shadow dies twice. Uh, it, it surpassed 2 million copies sold in just 10 days. So it came out March 22nd and by, you know, the, the first couple of days of April, it already sold 2 million copies. Uh, this is really good for that, for, for a developer from software. Uh, I think it's, it's previous bestselling game was Dark Souls 3 and that sold 3 million copies after a couple of months. So it seems like Sekiro is going to be on a path to, to best that. Um, I can't remember if Dark Souls 3 came out on PC at the same time as, as consoles. 
Uh, I think it might have. And then that's the, so if that's the case, it's like, okay, so it's kind of a one-to-one comparison here. Um, I think Sekiro is just straight up doing better. There was just more excitement around it because From has just built up its reputation ever since. It is fun how, you know, it's like, it's like you could, you could say Sekiro is a new franchise, a new IP, right? Which almost makes this the number seem more impressive, but it's like right. from software is the is the IP. Like people, a lot of people are still like, oh yeah, this is a Souls game, right? And it I think doesn't that's, have that word anywhere in the title, right? Yeah, but you know, there are some developers that have been getting that sort of, um, they get that benefit of the doubt. Like people played their last game and they're going to follow them, and that's been happening more and more in gaming. I, I'm struggling to think of another example, but it's well, definitely it something be, that happens. Oops. Yeah, it used to be places like Bioware and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, you know, they're dealing with their own thing. Um, but yeah, that's that's really well done for From Software. I, I imagine um, this is going to be a new franchise. I, mean, last I bet we get a Synchro ex- 2. Yes, yeah, last I, of Us yes. was the last good example. Exactly. Right? Basically, a lot of Uncharted fans played that game. <clears throat> right. And they're going to keep following Naughty Dog because they want those kinds of games from that kind of developer. And From Software is in the exact same position. So, uh, And they capitalized on it. And Activision is right there to sort of reap the rewards by... Uh, sweeping in and, and publishing this game. So good for them. Um, yeah, let's see here. So next up, YouTube. Uh, so YouTube is demonetizing any videos that have to do with the new video game, Weedcraft Inc. Well, um, weed is an evil sin, so good. Yeah, so of course, right. Yeah, and we're, <laughs> we're here at GamesBeat, we, we believe in nothing more than weed being an evil sin. Yeah, right. But, you live in Denver. <laughs> but um, it, the, the people who make the game and the people who publish the game seem pretty frustrated by this. Um uh, and they brought up some interesting points. It's like, you know, YouTube says that any video that like um, deals with the illegal use of drugs or something uh, and weed is still illegal federally, even if it is legal here in Colorado. Um, uh, it, it, like, so anything that deals with that, like it's against their rules for being advertiser friendly. So they're going to demonetize the videos, which, which discourages people from making videos about the topic and about the game, which could hurt sales. And you, and you see why the, the publisher is frustrated by this. Sure. Um, but but it, it when I was looking at the rules and I wrote a story about this and it's on gamespeed.com if anyone wants to check it out. But basically, YouTube pointed me to some rules that said, uh, yeah, the videos about the illegal or the use of illegal drugs or substance abuse are against our rules. But if you do it in a way that is informative, educational, or uh, for the purposes of art, uh, that's going to be an exception. And generally, generally, that's going to be okay. And, and you see that all over YouTube. There's a ton of news stories, of course, about marijuana that seem perfectly fine and not demonetized. And there's a million music videos where Snoop Dogg's just blowing smoke right at the camera. Like, and yeah, and more more power to him. That's awesome. Uh, but it does seem like weed craft is getting treated differently and the rules don't seem like they should apply. The rules that YouTube is pointing to, at least. Um, video games getting different treatment than music videos or whatever yeah. else. Yeah, it's it's a you know pretty old story at this point, but it's like it continues to happen even on a platform like YouTube, which has arguably like really built a huge part of its business on gaming related content and maybe should know better. Uh, they that you know for them it's just easier to not really deal with this, demonetize it, and and that way they don't have to worry about their advertisers getting mad about having videos playing in front of it. Um, and and their advertisers include like. Pharmaceutical companies like uh, Johnson and Johnson, which makes opioids and stuff. Um, so it's like you know that that company's spending a lot of money, and you know they are contributing to the opioid crisis in America. Uh, so you know maybe weed's not a priority to them in the way that like keeping that money flowing in it is. So it's like you could see some maybe conflicts of interest there. Uh, but really, when it comes down to is YouTube's got these guidelines. They don't seem to apply. And yet YouTube's applying them here. And it's just got to be frustrating for people creating content because they, they don't know they, like they go to make something and they, they don't make any money from it. And it's just got to be feeling like uh, YouTube is constantly pulling the rug out from under you, uh, which has just got to be a, a nightmare if that's your day job. So I sure I, am glad I am not a content creator. Yeah. It seems, yeah, it seems like a hell of a thing to be doing right now, just because it is such a wild west out there. Um, uh, next up, uh, Mike, what kind of graphics card do you have in your computer? Uh, that one, you helped me get a Titan something. something Titan. Yeah, you know what? You could try ray tracing now, I think, oh. maybe. I, you know, honestly, they didn't have that on their on their list of uh, like t- things they tested. So I wonder if that does work. But um, a lot of other GTX cards do work. Anything that's, like, <laughs> anything that's a Pascal that's uh, more than a 1060 is uh, going to uh, now, it's going to work with DXR. So you can go into the settings, 
turn on DXR, which is basically direct X ray tracing, which enables ray tracing uh, without necessarily having all the RTX features that are, that's part of like NVIDIA's suite. Uh, all that stuff, it's not really important. What you really need to know is you're going to be able to see ray tracing in games and your games aren't going to run very well because you, your cards just aren't going to work. It, it, they're so much slower than the cards built for ray tracing by NVIDIA. Uh, I added said, your story about this and kind of understood it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, basically what you need to know is if you are uh, using a game that has any global illumination, which right now is basically just um, uh, Metro. I can't remember the subtitle, but... Um, yeah, Metro Exodus has a global illumination. That's not going to run well, even on a really powerful Pascal card, just because there's so many rays coming out of the... Out, out so of the, many rays. So many rays. Yeah, there, yeah. there's Ray Liotta. There's uh, Ray... All the rays. They're all there. Yes, so many rays. Um, and that's that's just going to be way too taxing, no matter what kind of Pascal card you have. Um, but there's games that's like that, that just use ray tracing for shadows or for... Um, uh, for ambient occlusion. And in those situations, you need far fewer path, like path traced rays coming out of the camera. Um, and that's a lot easier for something like a 1080 or 1080 Ti to run. Uh, 1060, you know, you can maybe see what it looks like if you turn like the resolution down to 720 and you turn a lot of the other settings down, you turn DXR to low. Maybe you could see what it looks like with reflections in Battlefield 5. You're probably not going to want to play it that way. Uh, at all, really, of course. Uh, but you could still you still get a taste of it, and then NVIDIA is probably hoping you, you'll go like, well, now that I have a taste, I should probably just go get an RTX card so I could just actually use this stuff. Um, and that seems like the overall plan here, which, you know, fair. Uh, the, the other side of the plan is they want to get uh, more developers using the, these technologies, and one way to do that is say, oh, now there's these millions of people with these cards right. that you could try to, you know, make content for. Technically so. accessible to millions. Exactly, so... Yeah, we'll see if that convinces developers. I bet a, a bet, I bet it's like a little bit effective, but it's not going to like change uh, the industry to the point where like now every game has ray tracing. Right now, we're still at a point where I think it's like under ten games, even if you count like detect demos and stuff, which is you know that's not great. So I, I I wouldn't go out and buy a graphics card for under ten games at this point. I like I wouldn't even buy like a console if it didn't have ten games I didn't want to play. So like I, I get why people are still hesitant, uh, but maybe this will change to a point where you know, by this time next year, there's 50 games. Like, that would be a big win, I think, for NVIDIA and DXR. Um, Are you going to upgrade from your Titan to, so you can use RTX, Mike? Upgrade from the Titan? Man, I thought this thing was top of the line. Is it not already? <laughs> What's happening? I mean, not for ray tracing, anyhow, but yeah. I, yeah. Honestly, and that's what they're just trying to do. They're trying to make you even someone with the Titan feel inadequate. I think, so. I, I, think I need to upgrade my processor next, actually. Yeah, I think yeah, that's probably your... Yeah, it's actually your issue. This was um, me. Yeah. Um, okay, so th this is a quick one. Uh, beginning yesterday, I believe, on Thursday, uh, Sony turned on the option for people to change their PSN name, uh, their PSN ID. Um, so if you had a, if you know, if you had butt, 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 if that was your name, you can now change it to just butt, butt, or Why something more reasonable. I, I wouldn't. It's a great <laughs> name. Um, the, the, there's a lot of issues with this. Like, uh, it, it did take longer than they said, and it sounds like just because... I think they were testing as many games as they could to make sure there wasn't going to be anything catastrophic. Um, and with the games they tested, most of, most of them do work flawlessly, but there are a few where it's like, oh, if you have in-game currency, it might not work. And it's, it's stuff like Just Dance 2017. Oh, uh, no. Maybe the biggest game is Little Big Planet 3, and it seems to be tied to user-generated content, where if you switch your name... I think the content that was associated with the old name might be lost to you or something like that. Um, that, that seems to be the most uh, egregious problem. Uh, but there's a whole list of stuff and you can read it on the PlayStation blog. Um, overall, though, it sounds like if you're happy with the name, you really should, you really should just stick with it. Uh, but if you want to change it, just do it and own it. And every game going forward is going to work just fine. So don't worry about that. Um, but maybe, maybe check that, that list. People super invested in Little Big Planet right now. Right, exactly. So check the list. Make sure that you're not one of these people playing one of these games that's like super into it. Uh, but other than that, it seems like it. It seems like they solved the problem overall in a general way. Um, Mike, how do you feel about the Burnout franchise? I liked that once. Yeah, well, would you like it again? It's uh, there's a new one out called Dangerous Driving and not called oh, Burnout right. at all. Right. So uh, this, this is bad. Um, I, I, I don't think the game is necessarily bad. I think, um, or am I thinking, I was thinking something else. You're, you're, so you're probably thinking of dangerous, uh, danger. 
I can't, I can't remember. Crashing one? Oh, no, it's just Danger Zone. I, I think it was Danger Zone. That was just, yeah, it's like the one that's based on crash mode. Uh, so they did a Danger Zone 1. They did a Danger Zone 2. They also, I think they also did Dangerous Golfing. And these are all oh, right. this developer, Three Fields Entertainment. Uh, and it's all made of people who formerly worked on the Burnout series and helped make Burnout, you know, 2 and 3 in, in Paradise. And um, they've been sort of working up to this point where they are just straight up making a new classic burnout game, not the open world paradise one. Uh, they're making up a, a, a classic burnout three revenge style game and it's called dangerous driving. It just came out. Um, I, I think I actually, I think I got a code from PS4. I need to actually play it. I haven't touched it yet. Um, but the reason I'm bringing it up is cause it, it's one of these other games that's exclusive to the Epic game store. And it's one of those ones where it's like, okay, this month, this one kind of has a justification for people who are upset cause it does sort of ruin the game in that, I mean, ruins a strong word, but it, it does, it taints the experience because Epic Games doesn't have native support for leaderboards in the way that Steam does. So the game doesn't, uh, doesn't really offer a way right now on PC for people to compare their times with their friends or with the other people playing right. the game kind overall. Of a for that game. Right. And that's something that was in Dangerous Drive or Dangerous Danger Zone and Danger Zone 2. Uh, and that was a bit, you know, it's a big part of it. You want to like go do the best crash and then compare yourself to your to your friends or maybe to everyone else in the world. And, and I was definitely having a good time doing that. And hearing that this game doesn't have that on uh, PC, it's like, oh, that's that. I'm, I'm I guess I will just play this on console. Um and, 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 you know, people, people are going to feel differently about that stuff. But for a game where it's like it's it's not online multiplayer, you're playing by yourself. So you want to have that asynchronous experience of comparing yourself to your friends to take that out of it. It's like it kind of makes the game feel dead or, you know, like stagnant. You're all uh, about them leaderboards. Too. I love. Yeah, that's true. I love leaderboards. I get that. Not everyone is, but uh, I need them in any game that's like this for sure. So um, I, I'm sure Epic's going to get to a point where it does have all these features. Uh, but it doesn't yet. So when a game comes out and this is an issue and it's caused by the Epic Game Store, I get why people want to be like, hey, this wouldn't be a problem if you were on Steam. Um, still, though, this is like the one good example of that. I think most other games are going to work fine. Um, just a couple more stories. Actually, last one. This is the last one. Uh, how well is Call of Duty's Black Blackout Battle Royale doing? Um, I, how I, well is it doing? I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Dean wrote this. So he said he talked to someone. Uh, it, it, it sounds like they're, so they're releasing a new map. It sounds like they are in a place where it, it is kind of, it, maybe it was on the decline, but they're finding ways to get players to come back. And, and it is with like the, a new map and new modes and, and changing things up. Um, I think the big thing here is that they're finding that, uh, that league play and the traditional deathmatch modes are actually growing in popularity in a way that like, Blackout isn't. Uh, and I think that's been the big surprise to them is that uh, people are spending a ton of time in like, in, well, in, in team deathmatch, of course, but then league play is like right behind there in terms of like, it makes up uh, 17% of all call of duty. What Black exactly Ops. is league play? So I think it's like their, um, it's, I, I bet it's like their ranked mode. It's, okay. it's not, it's yeah. It's like their ranked mode. Yes, exactly. So uh, I, I, they definitely had a, a, one of these in the, in the past. I think it was like, Black Ops 2 was very big on this, and I really was into that, and it was a really good way to experience that game. Uh, but then, you know, when it, when it goes back to other developers, they don't necessarily do that. So I'm glad that Treyarch has brought this back, and it's it's doing really well. That sounds like a good way to play that. Um, but but in terms of, like, Blackout, Blackout does seem like it's still kind of coasting and maybe losing some steam, uh, and they're hoping Alcatraz is going to change that. But even if it doesn't, it, they have these other modes that are doing well and are growing. Um, and it's doing better than uh than uh Battlefields. Battle yeah, it does. Seem, yeah, ba I mean, yes, it does. Because Battlefield like sold worse than Call of Duty, and it's also not free to play like uh, many of the other uh, battle royales. So it's like it just had so much and going it against it. Yes, it was late too, right? Um, have you tried it? Do you even have Battlefield? I don't know if you I have don't it. even. Ha I don't think I have Battlefield. Right. So I haven't even tried it now. I haven't. I haven't tried it. So it just got, I feel like it was one of those. It's like if I wouldn't have tried it like right there, right on that, right on that day. I mean, yeah, I'm at a place where I'll just play Apex Legends if I want to play a battle royale. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, although I still haven't gotten a win in Apex. You need to sherpa me. You need to take me in there and actually get me my. Wow. Win. You know, man, Asia got a win, and we killed two people the entire game. Squad has three people in it. It was an impressive feat. <laughs> I do feel like maybe I uh, that's one that I missed my opportunity on to actually get in and be um, to feel good about it. Uh, just because it came out, there was other stuff happening right there that I had to be playing, and then 
like now I've been spending a month on Sekiro. So it's like, yeah. It just, it. Yeah. Well, like three weeks on Sekiro. I'll get you in there, buddy. Don't worry. Uh, all right. Very good. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. All right, Mike. Um, so I'm, I'm going to paternity leave next week. What are we going to do? I think I'm going to come back and actually try to record a podcast, but I, I'm not going to know what's going on. Are you just going to like help me figure out what's going on? Explain, yeah. As long as explain you video do, games to me, as long as you set up this, this, this weird tech stuff, I'll tell you what's happening with video. Games. <laughs> All right, sounds good. I assume you're me. still going to be playing plenty of video games. So. That's the plan. Yeah. I'm going to try to like show up for reviews uh, on the site and maybe a few things here and there. Uh, and you'll where, play hollow Knight. We'll be able to talk about that. Yes, exactly. So that'll be good. I'll hopefully have beaten it. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm interested to hear how your uh, final thoughts come together on that. No, you're not. Don't lie. No, to me. I'm I'm just trying to be nice, Mike. I'm just trying. <laughs> I'm not going to see you for a few weeks, and I feel bad. I'm just trying yeah, to be nice. Be all right. Us. Yeah, you'll be fine. All I right, dude. Let's uh, you. let's get out of here. Let's tell everybody where they can find us on the internet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Tolkoto T O L K O T O. Also, my PSN ID. I do not need to change that. Everything's just Tolkoto. And everything always will be at this point. It's convenient. It's a weird name. No one ever takes it. So I'm set for life. Oh, man. Now you just guaranteed people are going to take it right there. Well nope. done. No, sir. Don't do it. And, yeah, I'm also always running at Games Beat. And I do the Exploding Barrel podcast every week with my brother at ebpodcast.com. And I am uh, I'm Jeff Grubb on Twitter and Twitch. Um, I'll probably, you know, I, I might stream more when I'm on leave. We'll see if I have more time for that. I'm I'm not sure how it's going to work out with like watching two kids. Uh, I'm sure during the day I'll be too busy for that stuff. But in the evening, maybe I'll have more. I'm, I doubt I'll have more energy, but maybe I'm thinking I will just because I won't be spending my brain energy on, on writing words all day. Uh, and I'll want to get on Twitch more often. We'll see if that actually works out. Has I Emmy doubt. gotten jealous at all yet of the new baby? Or anything no, like she's been she's actually been like getting to a point where she's like more and more cool with her. I, I bet that jealousy's still going to come, but she's been, I don't know, she's got like really acting like a big girl, except for with potty training, which has been a problem. But Woo. yeah, a lot, a lot of cleaning up piss off my floor, Mike, and not just her. Wow, I can't believe I don't have kids. <laughs> yeah it's it's like huh man I, I really did just end up here but by, by my choices by my choices i ended up here on this floor with some paper towel cleaning up some pee there all you right are. well done jeff um i know it's, it's not that bad um all right yeah so uh i think anything else yeah i'm jeffrey grubb on youtube youtube.com slash jeffrey grubb other than that guys thanks for listening um i will be back next week we'll be trying to keep up with the podcast if for some reason i don't i'll force mike to record with someone else and i'll set it up oh no you yeah yeah, so we'll make that happen. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Catch you then. Until then, have a good one. Enjoy some video games, and we'll talk next week. Bye. Bye.